Hey, Brian Phillips here today in the studio on the Grace Ops podcast. I got three of my good friends in the room right now. I got Lenny LaGuardia, I have Joshua Thompson, and Ryan Evan. Now, two of these guys uh, are kind of from out of town. They're in town this week for this Man of War event that we have in Lake Geneva. It's going to be a powerful time together. We're going to discuss today on today's podcast, we're going to get into the idea for the, the theme for this month is war. So today we're going to talk about the disciplines of war. And what we mean by that is we mean what it means to actually spend time with God. It's that simple. It's the discipline of spending time with God. It doesn't happen automatically on the one hand. And then on the other hand, like we're sons and daughters, so we don't want to get get caught up in like performance either. So we're going to kind of talk about the spectrum and just offer. We literally talked about this before we got started. We have over 100 years just between the four of us. Of, uh, of, of serving God time in our lives. So there's a wealth of experience uh, today here on the podcast. We want to encourage you, as always, to check us out on all the social media platforms at GraceOps212. You can find us anywhere underneath that hashtag or just find us at that, <clears throat> that location. Well, gentlemen, it's good to have you here with us today. I'm going to lay out kind of a, a quick thought here. Um, Psalm 27, David talks about this one thing I ask of the Lord. That I will seek after, that I will dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. And as we all know, David was a a pretty man's man kind of guy, killed Goliath when he was a young guy. He was a very bold leader, killed lions and bears, uh, went up against really strong, uh, critical, abusive leadership uh, in King Saul and survived all kinds of things and then walked into his assignment eventually as king of Israel. And so... We want to, uh, we're pulling from his life today, this whole concept of like, because I believe that he was centered in the presence of God. And he uses words like, here's this tough guy, right? This kingly kind of, and think about how busy he would have been as a king, right? Like these guys weren't just sitting around doing nothing. Um, And David uses the language, you know, that I I, want to have this one focus. So no matter what we're doing in our lives, this one focus, which we call in the five-star charge, we call war. And I want to also kind of drop right here quickly, Go to greaseapps.net, click on the five-star charge, and actually sign up for it. It'll actually start to kind of pepper our logo across this cool Google map that we have. We want to see who's out there, kind of tuning in, getting connected, getting committed to the charge that we're putting out there. And at the very center of this concept of war, there's this focus. And this one focus that David had in his life actually gave him strength in all other areas of his life. So today, I've got these, uh, these amazing men of God in the room with me. And we want to take a few moments and just kind of dive into some questions, two quick questions that we can kind of tackle any way we want to, gentlemen. But one is like, where, what's your passion for the presence of God? What's your discipline of war, you know, getting to that place of God's presence? What, do you, what does God's presence mean to you? Maybe bring some definition to that. And the other question we're going to throw in there later, and you can talk about it at the same time or different times, is what, why, are, why are we so passionate to help really the nations? Our neighbors all the way out to the nations come into this place of God's presence, whether we're winning souls or we're just making disciples. It's a, it's a strong passion of everyone here in the room. So welcome today. You Thank just you. flew in from Kansas City. Nice <laughs> to be here. You got a good weekend yeah, ahead. Glad to be here. And, yeah, you guys are great. So let's... Uh, we let's, love this place. Let's tear into this. The presence of God, the disciplines of war. What, did, what does it take, guys? You've got, we've got 100 years of experience sitting here. So what are some of your thoughts... How would you encourage men and women, uh, families listening, to 
go after the presence of God? Why does it matter? Why does this matter to people? It matters greatly. And I think, uh, for me, it's the dignity of what God has invited a person into. When you look at who he is, the glory of who he is, he dwells in unapproachable light, yet the invitation that he has to to be near. Uh, When you mentioned Psalm 27 and David's one thing, I think it all goes, that's that's verse 4, but he mentions later in the psalm, verse 8, there's actually an invitation. He said, when you said, seek my face, David saying to the Lord, my heart responded. My heart said to you, your face, O Lord, I will seek. And it's a powerful, wonderful reality when you feel the draw, the tug of heaven on your heart and the the joy that comes in responding to it. And just for myself, I look at me today at 35 compared to who I was at 15. Okay, let's say 20 years. And yeah. when when I when I look at the way the Lord has led me, the way that he's brought me out of sin, shame, condemnation and he's he just what he's done is he's he's brought an order to my life. That's why there's a, there's a lot of uh, talk about the way that you relate to God. Some people will predominantly call him Father or Jesus, yeah. or but I find myself constantly calling him Lord. And I asked, hmm. I asked one day, Lord, why do why do I always call you Lord? <laughs> Lord, you, why Lord, Lord, why, Lord? You know. <laughs> but and what I came to the conclusion of of is the dysfunction of my life and the order that he's brought, my heart finds a safety in referring to him as the Lord of my life. And obviously he's a lover of my soul. He's, he's my brother. He's, you know, and I refer to him in in those ways and I love him very dearly, but referring to him as Lord, the time that I spend with him takes me out of disorder, takes me out of confusion, takes me out of condemnation and shame and aligns my heart to truth and to me, getting in the presence of God on a daily basis, as you know, as, as often as I can, and obviously we we don't we don't do it every day, and we try to, and you, you sometimes you spend five minutes, sometimes you're able to spend a couple of hours, but I find my heart is alive when I am with Him. My heart is living and vibrant when I'm with Him, and when I'm not, when I'm when I'm not near, when I'm not pressing in. I feel the dullness in my spirit, and I there's a noticeable difference. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. I uh, I would agree. I the, I, th- I think it's a, it's the battle that we all face of getting dull. You know, it's it's um, you know, we want to be we want to be sharpened. We want to be, um, you know, um, just edified in the presence of God. You know, you know daily. And for me. It's always been about consistency in my life. You were kind of touching on this earlier, Josh. Um, but finding that, like, no matter what's going on throughout my weeks, my days, my months, I can always track how I'm doing. Like, even with my wife, how I'm responding to my kids, how you're responding in a workplace, you could really track track a lot of that back to: Am I in the presence of God? Absolutely. You know, because we are we are meant to be carriers of His of His presence, ambassadors of a coming kingdom. 
Um, and, and, and if I'm out of touch with that, that reality in my, in my spirit, man, you know what I mean? My spirit's going to grow dull. And so for me, it's always been about, um, you know, and, and, and we can take it into those really practical levels, you know, uh, you know, even I, I remember when I was at IHOP and Mike Bickle used to challenge us to read 10, 10 chapters a day, right? You read yeah. the whole new Testament in a month. And I took him up on that and I could barely get through probably two or three chapters of a day at the time. But over the coming weeks, man, I just began engulfing myself in the word. And yeah. that Bible came with me everywhere I went. And every little bit of free time, I read a little bit here and a little bit there. And it became this lifestyle thing for me. Um, but what happened for me was that I just began falling in love with the word of God. I began falling in love with the truth, you know, and, and a lot like you were saying earlier, too, man, about the, you know, just that concept of the renewing of my mind, on a daily basis, you know, um, and, 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 and I love in the scripture where it talks about how the entrance of his word brings light Yes, and he is light and in him, there's no darkness, you know? And it's like, when I'm, when I'm struggling in a fallen world and darkness is surrounding me and, and within me, right? Like we're, we're constantly struggling with those pressures, those thoughts, those temptations, the lusts, um, the desires and worldly passions um, that are bombarding us on a daily basis. I've got to get in touch with the one who doesn't have these temptations. You know, yeah. I've got to get in touch with the one who darkness has no hold in him. Yeah. You know, and for me, it's that place that I find freedom, right? I find renewal. I find regeneration. I find um, that the presence of God strengthens me for the battle that I have to fight every day. Yeah. For for me, this is Lenny here. I I've just been immersed once again in Matthew five, the Sermon on the Mount, and in looking at that, you know, I used to think the Sermon on the Mount, you know, the Beatitudes, <laughs> they were what I needed to tell other people. You know, <laughs> it's what the way I thought they should live, and then I would actually judge them. You know, a time or two, like you need to be more meek. You need to be, you need to mourn a little bit more. You know, <laughs> but. I'm aware in war, you know, and and, and today I was today I was looking at uh, was talking to uh, my friend Mike Bickle and 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 Daniel Lim back at the International House of Prayer prior to getting on a plane. Uh, Psalm seventy one seventeen through twenty. Oh God, from my youth you've taught me, you know, and that means he 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 marked me in my mother's womb, you know, he marked me before I was even there. And then goes on and says, you know what, even after that, I still today proclaim your wondrous deeds. So even to old age and gray hairs, oh God, do not forsake me until I proclaim your might to another generation. So for me, in an older age, you know, and and going through a few things, which I seem to be going through them all over again, I'm just a little wiser in some different things. I don't get hooked. I don't get tested. I don't have a spirit of accusation hit me near as hard in my insecurities as I used to. But I'm just mm-hmm. wanting to lean in to uh, that topic you're talking about, Brian, because it's 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 key. And and there truly are there there's there's the temptations. You know, Matthew Matthew talks about uh, chapter five, verses twenty one. The the temptations, the six temptations that uh, attack us. Uh, what attacks our our, our marriage? You know uh, what gets us angry, and, and these are the six temptations that we need to really be aware of. Matthew five twenty one through forty eight: anger, emotional, uh, you know, uh, insecurity, immorality, dis 
regarding the marriage covenant, making false commitments, you know, and demanding personal rights. So I love what you said, Josh. I, we get that time with the Lord to just really shut down because uh, I know that we are we are moved by other people and we're moved by pleasing people and we're moved by you know, leading people and what have you, but to shut it all down so that we would gain that time with the Lord. For me, it's being poor in spirit. I'll end uh, my little portion with that. And to be poor in spirit is to realize uh, the not to the def- deficiencies that are in my life, but just what I lack in being poor in spirit and how the Lord wants me to be poor in spirit so that I would be tender. And I would be tender so that I would not attack, that I would not judge. I would be tender so that I would be able to really understand his pursuit for me. Yeah, one of the things I love about you, Lenny, I've been walking with you many years, uh, 15, maybe 20. Yeah, we're talking about it today, Josh and I. I was at 20 years, I think. Yeah, 20 years. And I'll come out to Kansas City like I do these three or four times a year, and you're, you're here more and more two or three times a year like we want you to be. Uh, having part of our culture as a spiritual father is a really great blessing. But whenever I talk to Lenny, whether it's by phone or in person, sometimes like, how you doing? And Lenny would be like, oh, man, I'm just keeping my head down. Because <laughs> we all hit stuff, right? And we all go through things. And, and I, I know what he means when he says that. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I, I really respect that about him. And I know part of the strength that he gets is, is being in the presence of God. You know, when I'm out in Kansas City, he gets me up earlier than I usually get up. I stay up really late at night. I'm I'm really a late night kind of guy. Like I can run to one, two, three in the morning, but you know, getting up at five, six in the morning, <laughs> like you. Um, although I do like it, though I actually yeah. do. I just have to make sure I'm in bed by nine or ten. But right. the passion for the the disciplines to be yes. with God. You know, we were kind of talking about before the the podcast started. We were talking about the the, the variance, right? Like you don't build a relationship with your wife off ten minute dates on the one hand, but on the other hand, so like if we're looking at our time with God, our covenant with God. This beautiful relationship because that's what drew me into God. I was raised kind of around church a little bit when I was a kid, like Easter and Christmas for sure. I was in church, um, maybe a little more than that. You know, I did little overnighters here and there. But when I when I was seventeen, sixteen, seventeen, and I heard the gospel message, and I ta- I tangibly, literally felt the call of the cross for me to die, to come into the salvation, to actually repent and like lower my life into the kingdom. I felt all that, and it was so tangibly real. I knew in that moment that I was actually giving my life to God, a God that I would learn about from that day forward. You know, I just, I just, but when I, when I heard of his power and I, and I felt the dynamic of his power, it's what still moves me to this day to get into the presence of God. Yeah. So, you know, on the one hand, it's like I'm going to, you know, if, you, if we look at like abiding and producing, you know, there's a, there's a scripture that, you know, abide in me, I abide in you. But then we have to go and produce fruit that remains. I'm more of a producer, right? Like I'm, I'm a little less on the abide, you know, where there's like other people like, oh, I just want to sit with God and be with God for hours and hours. And, and I'm like, I, and I'll do that every now and then really charge the batteries. But then I can run for a long time off that, which can be an error, you know? Yeah. And, I, and then you bring in the tension Paul brings up, right? Like the things I want to do, I don't do. And the things I don't want to do, I do. And, you know, there's all this kind of mix here. But at the end of the day, this concept of focus, this concept of, uh, you know, I've heard Mike Bickle teach on it, like, Get it on the calendar. You have better odds of getting time with God if you if you schedule it. Right. And I found that to be true. You know, so um, that that's my passion in this whole discipline of war is I understand my rhythms and kind of how I'm wired. I don't keep myself to like I got to do it every day at five o'clock. But yeah, some people good. are wired like that. Some yeah. people are like they're methodical like that. I'm not. I 
sometimes I'll be like, hey, today I'm going to spend time. I got at 10 o'clock at night and put on IHOP, you know, because I, I, this, most of my devotions are just turn on an IHOP feed, open to my Bible and read. And that's the prayer room. Or listen to it. The that's prayer the room. prayer yeah. room that's been going 21 years, yeah. 24 hours a day. is yeah. the, just to go right to the website or open the app on your phone and yeah, just get right into just a flow, you know. You know what, what, what you're bringing up is uh, reminding me of what I told a young father a few weeks ago. Uh, I asked this young man, uh, you know, young man being younger than me, <laughs> uh, and I'm a young man. But uh, this guy's younger. Anyway, uh, I said, you know, where do you feel you get fed? You know, uh, what are your disciplines in terms of reading the word and your devotions and this and that without putting a big, heavy guilt trip on him? Because I don't want to do that. That's that's a religious spirit. I wanted him to naturally, supernaturally, you know, get a hunger and thirst for the word. So I, I started talking to him and he started identifying with it. I said, well, where do, where do you go to church? And he told me, and I go, well, how's that going for you? Oh, that this guy's over here, and then they made this decision, and uh, there's the lady over there. She's oh, and so I said, hey, time out. Why don't you do something next Sunday that you've never done before? Why don't you go there and put out of your mind everything you think that church did wrong or that organization did wrong? Good. And why don't you go there and just with one single focus hear the word? Hear the word preached, hear the word taught, whatever they do there. Worship the Lord. Ah, you know, don't judge the song. You know, where in the Bible do you get to choose the song you worship to? Oh, you know, so I said, why don't you just go there and listen to what he has to say or whoever's speaking? And then while you're listening to it, go. He must have put 7, 10, 12 hours into that message. (laughs) And I guarantee you, if you shut out all the voices of what their ministry is doing over there and that and how bad you were and and they accused you of this and that, and you just go right to the pulpit, right, and you listen to that word, I go, you're going to get a heart of appreciation. You're going to get a heart of appreciation for that, 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 that pastor that's delivering the word, right? And he did it. He, he he went back. He goes, you know what? I go through the. I go to church now, and so, uh, and I shut off the voices. I shut off the voices <laughs> of what they're the doing voices. over there. The children's ministry. This, and you know, that. I, I laugh because it's like because I, I feel like that's demonic voices. Yeah. yeah. Even though I'm not trying to hyper spiritualize it, but that's dude, the enemy is so oh, like right. crazy. Yeah, coming you're sitting against in the church, church and tearing apart people, tearing the body of Christ apart, tearing us apart. Just now, oh. you see it in IHOP. I mean, Kansas City. It's not a perfect place, right? You got you got this 24 hour furnace going. And there's all kinds of hell come out of the woodworks, isn't it? Like, and it's everywhere. It's like, yeah. I mean, you know, what we deal with here, you guys deal with times a hundred, you know, like, but we deal with it. Yeah. yeah, You have to. So I found in my own personal life, things that help me in my walk with God, the disciplines is if I, I may not do it at the same time every day, but I do schedule it. I'll, I think about my day every day I wake up. I, and the key things I kind of rotate through the things that are very important to me is first of all, reading the Bible. So just get a Bible reading plan. If you don't, if you don't know what you're doing, just get a plan. There's a million of them uh, on the internet, right? Just get a Bible reading plan and follow one of them. Just solve that battle. So then each day you know what you're going to read in the Bible. Um, I spend time reading the Bible. I spend time meditating on Scripture. So whatever I read out of that day, I'll try to take a little chunk of it, like what you're doing with the poor in spirit, right? Like you're just meditating on, you're thinking about, it, right? Yeah. You're mulling it over, right? Like, and that kind of keeps you. 
in just this consciousness and this yeah. place of God, being with God, like all day, like God help me. That, and you're always learning, you know. Keeps me conscious of what I don't have that I want to pursue. Yeah, you're hungry. Yeah. Keeps you well. The key of being a disciple is being a learner, and we have to be learning from our Father. Um, I also I also put another category out there: Bible study. Yeah, you know, I like to study the Bible. So that's a totally and that actually in Jesus's day, the highest form of worship was actually the study of the text. That led people to obedience, yeah. not 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 necessarily like a Hillsong's concert, right, or some type of like we we think worship is like the big show, the lights, the Jesus is in the room, the big preachers coming to save us all. Um, it was actually quite different. It was quiet. It was it was with a smaller community, and you'd be studying and studying and studying so that you your life would be, obey God. And so then worship by song was what we call it around here, and then. Glorify, you know, I want my life to glorify him. So those are just key things I focus on in my life and that whole discipline of war. Uh, so make sure you're getting a Bible reading plan. Make sure you're meditating, you're engaging God. And then prayer, you know, I mean, you want to engage God in prayer. But Excellent, bro. A lot of times I think I don't pray a lot. These are I excellent. listen a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? I listen right. a lot more than I pray when I'm with God. Uh, these are excellent. And I I, I, I got changed, uh, and, and you you will know what I'm talking about. So, so will Josh and Ryan, but uh, Mike Bickle uh, has a teaching library. Uh, if you want to go to it, ihopkc.org. Uh, Look at it, Mike Bickle teaching. MikeBickle.org. Mike yeah, and you can go to MikeBickle.org. You can get to it a couple of different ways. But in there, one of the teachings is the power of a focused life where he takes a look at five, six different disciplines and he makes sure that he spends 20 minutes on those type of things. So there are tools out there that would get you uh, well, and like into that, the that work. Approach, what you just said was amazing. I, I think it's excellent. I mean, Go but ahead. that approach, though, is just like us going to the gym. Right. It's like I'm going exactly right. to hit the dumbbells for 20 minutes. I'm going to, you know, you got to plan. I just had a total yeah. knee replacement. And uh, I'm telling you, the first day was not fun. <laughs> but the first day, they got me out of bed as soon as I got back. And I'm walk. I'm doing laps as many as I can around the nurses' station, you know. And uh, then I did it the the next day, the next day, the next day. Right. Next thing I know, the doctor's saying, "Hey, you're doing really well. You're like you're like in the top five percent. Like an overachiever of what? People- <laughs> it wasn't overachieving. I'm a, like an underachiever, man. Like I I tell my wife when you come visit me, bring Culvers, you know. That's what, that's what I bring. Bring Chick Fil A or something. But it's it's that little time each day, and I I, I saw it pay off with uh, this knee. Yeah. But I you did the that. discipline. You did the work, and then what? You saw the reward. Oh, absolutely, saw the payoff, and, the, and that, there's a great reward. Swelling goes down. You're getting more range of motion. You know, it's same with yeah. our our spirit. We and, got a yeah, hungry right. spirit. We don't even know it. We got a hungry soul. We don't even know it. We got darkness in there. We don't even know. Well, hey, we got people on this podcast right now that, and I'm not I'm not a doctor, so don't take this hook line sinker. But we don't diagnose the spiritual problem. You know, we got all kinds of doctors out there throwing drugs at all kinds of issues that really res- are, are in, come from the inner man, the actual heart. And we have heart issues, you know, deep with God. And so, when we engage the when we engage these disciplines of war that we're talking about, actually, it's actually good for your bones. It's actually good for your body. It nourishes your soul. Yeah. Like you might even like come out of like some type of sickness in your body just because you've been disciplining yourself to be with God. Just like you're saying, the gym. You know, all these things led to a reward. Like you know. It, it makes me sad when I look at our, the condition of our culture. We're the most in debt, obese, depressed uh, adult cohort we've ever had in the history of our country. 
and we're sitting here talking about the answer and, and this type of conversation is kind of like muted in our culture. It's not, good. it's not as uh, good. valued as it ought to be, but we're going to keep speaking about it anyway. Right. We're going to put our head down. We're going to be the ox and keep plotting anyway. Right. right? Yes. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I've been a Mike hog. How uh, you guys filling some blanks here? I've been a Mike. Lenny, hog, it's dude. the Lenny and Brian show in here today. No, it's good. Ryan's like, They're I know how to. Yeah, what's what's they yeah? What's your songs. thought on the pastor thing, Ryan? You always joke about that because you're like, it's hard. Like when your father and I, Doctor Ken Hansen, are oh, on yeah, the podcast so together, to a Ryan will be like, ah, hey, 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 guys. Yeah, you guys, you guys speak for a living. Yeah, we speak for a living. Yeah, you you worship for. I sing for a living. I don't. Yeah. So sing to us, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Sing, sing about the devotions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can you do that? No, I can't. Let's do a little mini musical. No, I can't. But I got, I got, I do have one more point. You know, and it was like kind of when you were talking, Lenny. You know, you're talking about focus, right? And and the thing that the the thing that all this does, right? When we when we have the disciplines going, where we're making a plan, we're at least putting it on the calendar. We're saying. And I'm going to put effort, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to reach for something, right? I'm going to, I'm going to create some goals and and create some designations in my time slots, and and, and I'm going to make room for God, like like in my life. Um, when we choose to focus our energy right into um, the knowledge of who He is, like He begins to show us who we are. He begins to show us what's on His heart, Good. and and I think that that's that's the more important thing is that as we turn our focus towards Him. He then opens up his world to what he is focused on, right? Like, like, like what his heart is doing, what he's wanting to say, like, and then we become disconnected from the, uh, um, not, not that we're disconnected, but it, it's kind of like that whole concept of being in the world, but not of the world, right? Because we're seeing through his eyes. We're, 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 we're hearing with his ears now. We're, we're, we're getting a different vantage point, different perspective. And that's what I've always appreciated about the place of the presence of God in my life is that yeah. it gives me new perspective, and when and I see from a different vantage point, I see from the from the high place. You know, if I can if I can go up and be in the throne room, if I can be seated with Him in heavenly places, and I can just get a different viewpoint of what's going on in my life, what's going on in the world. Like maybe I'll know I'll know I'll know better how to pray. I'll know better how to connect and partner with God to see what He wants fulfilled in the well, earth. You know? Ryan, you said something powerful just real quick. You said uh, when we do that. He opens up his presence to us. I'll say it a different way. That happens, but when we do it, we see his presence that has already opened up right. to us. Yeah. We don't have to obtain it. Right. We're just making a conscious choice. Yeah, yeah. sometimes I, I go in, I got to dis- start with the disciplines, mm-hmm. and then it opens up. Choose yeah. to access. But it's already opened up for us. Yeah. I mean, he's already clear on what he has for us, right? Yeah. When you uh, When you sent that text out today... With kind of the itinerary, what you're wanting to speak about, it's funny because my my first thought was uh, the Proverbs 4:23, and then when I was looking over the four star charge, that's that's what you meant, or the five star charge, <laughs> four five. Get math. it straight, <laughs> math. Uh, but the five star charge. Are you lacking one of those? <laughs> probably. Um, but you mentioned it right on there that we are to watch over our heart to govern our heart with diligence because from it flows the wellspring of life or the you know the spring of life read the four read proverbs what is the text yeah watch over your heart with diligence for from it flow the springs of life that's the nasb and i mean i think about i mentioned earlier from where the lord met me initially to where he's 
brought me today my cooperation, sometimes gladly, sometimes joyfully, sometimes kicking and screaming and not wanting to do it. But where he's taken me, where my heart is today, I look back and I see he was wise in everything that he did. And my, you know, just as a, a sinful man, sometimes my propensity is to, to take a step back, just to chill, to, to let, things, let things slide. But I, I realized I've had to fight tooth and nail to agree with his heart for me and to allow him to bring me where I am today. I'm not going to let myself slide. I, it's too important to me to have a tender heart before the Lord. It's too important to me to, to be connected. I know what it's like to not be, and I refuse to let myself go back there. And you, you asked the question earlier, why is it important, first, that we for ourselves go after it, but also why, why do we want other people to, to engage as well? It's because I see the difference. I see the lack. And immediately when I started asking myself that question, asking Lord that question, I was reminded of Psalm 34 when it says, verse 3, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. It was it, This thing was never meant to be alone. We weren't meant to be fighting alone. The war is never won by one person. We were created to pursue the Lord together, to pursue friendship together. with together. one another. That's right. Together. All about it has to yeah. be together. Yeah. And I know I that... And there's he, an, there's yeah, an attack on together. You know, there's an attack right. on tearing apart the brotherhood, the tearing, you know, tearing apart... That's our model. We're a band of brothers being trained by grace to conquer darkness and to empower the world to live upright. You know, so it, it, that's one of my main passions. There's three main passions in Grace Ops. It's evangelism, winning, getting people to love God that go, oh, forget church. You know, I call them kind of like, in all due respect, I'm kind of one of myself, like a knucklehead kind of crowd out there, right? Like just, oh, forget church. But they're all about God, family, country. But they they might have a, like a fear of God, but they don't have, they don't like follow God, you know? There's there is war on tearing apart. Like let's just do church online. Let's do church. I don't need. Any, I can just do it myself. You know, there's this there's this terrible warfare on that. And I think what you're saying, if I were to add uh, a phrase to it, is like that taste and see. Yeah. Right. We tasted God. We tasted His power. I think in my own life, the discipline that I've had in my life, the most the most powerful times that mark me, like where someone says, "Well, what 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 verse has God spoken over you?" What well, comes from when I was in prayer for an extended period of time, you know, so now I don't have like an extended period of prayer every day, but the days I do, when I have those divine encounters with God, they mark me in deep ways and they, they shape my life and they've actually put me on the trajectory I've been on for 25 years, you know? So, and then like Lenny was saying, well, you know, we don't want to over make it too religious and make just overemphasize the presence of God. Like it's some big hyped up religious thing. And I agree with them. You know, and he's like, sometimes you're just, you're going to hit it for 19 minutes and you're going to get it. You're going to get what you need. And I agree. I think we just got to do all of it. You know, we've got to, we've got to be centered in the way I know I'm going to do all. I walk every day with this guy next to me, Ryan, right? I'm starting to, you know, walk with you like a friend and a brother. You know, this guy, like I do this with what we, you know, comrades, like partners, like brothers, you know, and, and, and we strengthen one another. You know, that's what a culture does. That's. The culture, the Grace Ops culture, has actually got expectations in it. 
and our expectations, one of them is that you would take on the disciplines of war, that you would actually be a person devoted to the things of God. Absolutely. That's an expectation in our culture, and when you get enough people doing it, it's going to create that healthy peer pressure. You know, you had five things that you said you do have discipline. I'd add a sixth one, and that is find a, a friend, someone yeah. you can be accountable to. You know, I was being prayed for right. just recently, like really recently, mm-hmm. you know, by a group of comrades, and man, they're going for it, man. Show him, do him, man. Lord loves him. <laughs> and I was just eating it up. And then one of the voices go real quick. They go, and Lord, let him find that friend that is closer than a brother that can talk to him, that he'll listen to, that he can listen to, you know, whatever. And uh, that was amazing. So when you brought that up, I just think, you know, find somebody. No, it's cool. It's like what Josh was saying. It's community. That's exactly right. And it is community. And I think when we when we love when we when we really see, and I say it this way a lot, you'll never find your personal assignment until you understand his heart for community. Yeah. You'll never see you until you see us. Yeah. That's you never, awesome. you never will. You'll never you'll never see your assignment. And if you do. You'll be off a little. You'll never understand. You'll be disjointed to the true vision. And we're of his what he friends. Has. We're friends yeah. of God. But he, yeah, and it's it's the plurality. It's always about. I always say this like people. Some people kind of look at me funny. I'm like, God loves us more than He loves you. Like He loves He loves the plural more than the individual. So I always say it's like sixty forty, right? Like he's if if I had to pick numbers, just playing around because it's it's just a tool. But God's sixty percent in love with us, and He's. Forty percent love with you, right? Good. When it's really a hundred and a hundred, but we we yeah. negate that other community part so many times in our culture. Yeah, you know we're in, and that's what this whole grace ups thing is about. Yeah, it is. absolutely. So my passion to win souls is because I love God, exactly. and when you see His heart in the scriptures, you want the whole world, you want your neighbors, right. you want everybody to kind of get involved and getting find God. And there's hope, there's hope, there's hope, and there's power to overcome this world. And His grace will help us live the way we really want to live. I mean, it's yeah. just. Live a, live a life of power and not a life of excuses, you know. So. Yeah. Amen. All right. All right. Were you guys hungry? Yeah. Maybe yeah. we should wrap it up. No, <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, I love all you guys here. Thanks for investing your time into the Grace Ups culture. As always, we always want to encourage you uh, until next time to live upright.